Yo, what up? It's L. This is the first time I'm recording post-birthday. Yep, I'm one year wiser. And that's all for your benefit. Where else can you get that? Nowhere. Just the Genspec Fashion Cast. Fashion Cast. That's the realest thing I've ever heard in my life. If you read my Substack, then you might have seen an article that I wrote uh, called On Aging. And it doesn't have a whole lot to do with either fashion or marketing, which is normally where I set my sights. It was kind of more of an introspective piece. And then also it uh, is a, I would say it tries to present a case uh, for, well, I'm going to just leave it up to you to read it. So if that's not something that you're subscribed to, literally free content. I mean, it's like a bowl of candy out on Halloween where some people, uh, I guess, are introverted or for some reason they trust people. So it's like the ba- the bowl of candy outside on Halloween, uh, but you can only take one. Just take one, uh, but definitely subscribe for really um, the. Uh, it's really the a glimpse into the mind of a depressed person. So really interesting stuff. Don't watch serial killer documentaries on Netflix. Instead, just read a Substack of someone. Uh, with clinical <laughs> diagnosis of depression. But, uh, you know, hey, you know, meds working fine. Uh, you know, no changes. So just saw my doctor. So all joking aside, yes, a birthday. Wow, what a tremendous occasion. So um, as is the tradition in my family, um, because my sister and I were forced onto the stage, uh, in the, and I use that in the best way possible, the word forced, you know, which can carry negative connotations, uh, forced in the most positive way possible onto the stage and, uh, put in situations that I think a lot of people just now in their, in their maturity have really, really strong fears against it. I know a lot of people, it's almost like cliche at this point. It's like, oh, what's your number one fear? Oh, it's, uh, it's public speaking, actually. And sometimes those those people are very like the type that have a lot of friends and the type that can crack jokes. And I'm like, I don't think your fear is public speaking. But for some people, it really is. And uh, in front of large crowds. So that was always something that we were kind of pushed into. My sister and I have one sister. And uh, that included not only dancing, but also acting as well and I did some sort of political thing where I had to give speeches so I was actually you know I could have been a politician but instead um, I am doing this but you know they say politics is just for people who are too ugly for Hollywood hey I don't that's not what I said that's what people say okay hey I don't know I'm just repeating what's been told to me folks this is not coming from me This is only what I've heard. Folks, you've heard this. Excuse me. Excuse me. So this is a very important occasion because the seasons are changing. It's getting hot. Uh, I have to wear a portable fan. 
which I think I'm the front runner on. I'm basically the Steve Jobs of preventing yourself from becoming sweaty in public. Uh, but it's only because I had to adapt to a need. I have uh, apparently some extremely rare, as in I'm the only person that has to suffer from this. So very, very rare, one in seven point something billion. So, and it's just me. And so I sweat when I get hot and I sweat only from my face um, and quite a bit. So things I'll hear oftentimes are, hey, are you okay? Or, um, dude, you're sweating. (laughs) Or, um, why are you carrying a towel around with you? And so it's really great. Um, I, you know, LeBron James was born really good at basketball. Um, And I guess this is kind of my superpower. So it's really uh, nice to share with you. So Amazon sells these portable fans. And uh, for people like me, they are a real game changer. So, but they do look kind of dorky, but um, the trade-off is worth it. So going out last night, uh, we went to karaoke and it had rained earlier and then eventually it would end up raining later on that night. So it was pretty humid and that's when you particularly need the fan, Uh, which sucks because it throws off the fit. But again, it's a uh, necessary evil. So speaking of which, um, there was a little bit of experimentation that I did. I actually uh, found a tutorial online on how to crop your own uh, shorts, crop denim shorts, and then actually create your own distressing in them. And even though you're supposed to use a rotary blade, I only had a uh, straight blade like a hobby knife, and it worked just fine. And then um, I put them through just one cycle of the wash, and they looked like they were distressed, um, intent, like like they had just become distressed, or like I bought them, and they were kind of expensive. Um, and I thought it was interesting because the person giving the tutorial said that they needed to be 100% cotton. And I didn't hear that until after I had started the process. But if you buy men's skinny anything that's geared towards men that says it's skinny it's always going to have like some sort of spandex in it so I was like okay well hopefully it works and I can tell you it does and um, there's a specific way that you need to measure or uh, that you need to mark it and also cut it so if you want me to share this uh, industry insider information uh, send me an email or find me on any social media platform and just send me a message and uh, let me know. And that way I'll be able to hold people accountable for who is uh, wasting their time listening to this. So it's really helpful for everyone. And you get distressed jeans out of it, uh, denim shorts. So um, when I cut them, they were a shorter length Actually, they weren't even that short compared to shorts that are sold as just off-the-rack men's shorts. But I think it was because they were made of denim. And, of course, there are actually a lot of connotations from denim short shorts like Daisy Dukes. You know, if you know even what that means, what that's referring to, I think that that's a signal of their place in the culture, at least for that particular instance. They're also pretty trendy right now. 
Um, although what I've found to be interesting is that they've taken on a bunch of different sizes. So I think maybe in, I would say the seventies, uh, even when I was, you know, a, in high school in the early two thousands, uh, that, that was a pretty standard wardrobe choice, but definitely in the seventies, I think was when the show came out that had the Daisy Dukes don't really know. Um, don't watch a lot of old TV, but 99% sure about that. So uh, they came out great, and uh, I got compliments on the fit. Not over the top, but uh, I also knew that something was good, I guess, because as soon as I walked out, uh, when my friends had already come over and I wasn't finished getting dressed and ready, I came out and they immediately started making comments about the shorts. So if you're also like me, you probably like to stand out a little bit. And so I'm used to it. And, uh, you know, I didn't feel like I was under attack or anything. But imagine if I just came out in some regular shorts, they'd be like, oh, okay, ready to go. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and load up. Let's uh, head over to the karaoke spot. But the for some reason, some aspect of the shorts was it called attention to it, to themselves, the shorts. And uh, they uh, uh, commented and noticed. So if that is something that you pride uh, and you value, definitely uh, cut your shorts a little bit shorter than you might think. And... Uh, It'll keep you cool, and also people will notice, especially if you're a uh, person who is identified as male. But even with that being said, as I've just been out and about in public, I've noticed that shorts, short shorts have uh, kind of just become acceptable from what I've seen, although I really haven't seen denim short, like short shorts on dudes, except when they are the kind that I actually bought and cut so there's this really odd phenomenon with men's denim shorts where they'll sell them in skinny but they'll basically cover I guess try to cover your whole leg so I'm 5'11 I'm not short but I'm not you know 6'2 or 6'4 and uh, about 50 hours I say jokingly you know to uh, people who don't laugh or you know just stare at me blankly that I'm half leg you know I'm 50% leg I uh, have pretty long legs I guess for I would say if you take my height and half of it is my like lower portion I need stuff that will fit me in that way and there are a lot of guys that they're just not like that maybe they're 5'8 which of course there's nothing wrong with that but then they have less leg that they need to worry about covering if let's let's say they're wearing pants or if they buy a pair of shorts they don't want to hang it to hang over their knees which a lot of people don't it's uncomfortable and it also looks a little dumpy and uh, most guys I think are aware of that so there's this um, trend where they it's kind of like a pipe like a like a piped style very straight and it's skinny and then it always has cuffs and I bought a pair from Amazon and then I bought a pair from H&M and they were both that same way. 
Um, so I didn't like the silhouette because um, it looked too long. And of course, just by the name of this broadcast, you probably are able to uh, discern that part of Lamb Dog's approach to bringing fashion to more people, including especially men who have historically not participated, maybe for one reason or another, is the breaking down of uh, wearing something that belongs only to traditional, traditionally one group. And what I mean by that is not necessarily taking the articles of clothing. For example, if you watch a, you know, tutorial on how to wardrobe and how to be more effective when it comes to putting outfits together, and it's something that's geared towards a woman, which I would say uh, almost all of the content that I've seen is that way. It's like I've said before in an, in an article that I wrote that, it was uh, the article is called Elliot Expert on Women, and I noticed that the fashion world is a lot of women talking to other women, which of course I think is great, um, and that there's a sort of enthusiasm and a an encouraging tone that comes with it, and also this uh, shared passion. It's like if you get someone like let's say a, a guy who is really into video games, and you get him talking about his favorite video game, and he starts getting excited um, and uh, enthusiastic, you know, in a subdued way, not necessarily like he starts, you know, nerding out or anything. Um, but they, you can tell that it's something that they enjoy, that they have a passion for. Like if you bring up someone's, you know, you're talking about like a Disney movie or something and uh, someone might be like, oh, you know, mm -hmm, yeah, Disney, yeah, that's cool. And then you're like, yeah, um, I really didn't like it as much as Die Hard, though. Die Hard's great, and if they're like a big Die Hard fan, and uh, you can test this for yourself, you know they're gonna be like, "Oh, you like Die Hard?" And then they, uh, you know, they're hooked. You got them. Then you go for the clothes, the sale. So don't attack their pain point. Bring up Die Hard. Ho ho ho, mother! I got a machine gun. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. That's my Bruce Willis. I uh, I hope he is doing okay. I know he's been having uh, his family's going through. We'll pray for Bruce. We'll pray for Bruce. So uh, this is a, wow, what a amazing episode we've got here because it's about spring fashion trends. Well, spring transi transitioning into summer. Um, so before we hop into that, uh, just to finish up my story, I did a song on karaoke, and so I had to dress for the stage. So uh, even if you know, let's say I'm going to H, or, uh, yeah, I'm going to the store, you know, get some groceries. Um, if you are someone that is, I mean, just over over the moon when it comes to putting outfits together, which I think even the most hardcore person that thinks in that way is probably, you know, has like, you know, days where they, or, or parts of the day of some days where they are like, literally, I'm just going to put on whatever is around me to go to the store. 
But if you know you're going to be on stage, um, you know people are going to be looking at you. You got to dress to impress. Or at least that's what I was uh, forced into believing by my tyrant caregivers. No, I'm just kidding. It was entirely out of love. And uh, honestly, I think that it breaks down those barriers early on. So you would never hear, for example, my sister or myself say like, oh, you know, just really scared of uh, public speaking. That's my, you know, it scares me. Can't do it. I can't stand the public speaking. So she did some karaoke as well. And uh, we both did all right. I ran out of breath because I'm out of shape. But that's okay. So uh, there's my amazing birthday extravaganza story I got um, assessed visually assessed by close friends of mine and then um, I went and did a song and it was great all right so let's take a look at what the mags are saying the mags as far as forecasting quick note on forecasting I have something in the works which I talked about previously and uh, didn't get to work on this at all. In fact, I stayed up till around, well, I stayed up till like five, but people were still over here at the place that I live for uh, up until about 4 a.m. And it was also pretty, pretty sweet. We watched the Versace uh, fashion show uh, because <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, look at this. And it's funny because I showed it to a group of three dudes, right? Three of my really close friends. And uh, the comments were, of course... Um, so as a man and someone who's into fashion, you ha I already know, and I can tell you, and you probably already know for yourself, there's a side of your brain that if you're going to concern yourself with fashion, you kind of have to pacify a little bit, which is the fact... Uh, the desire to make the woman as visually appealing as possible in let's say a romantic type of way or something that goes beyond that uh, in a way that causes you to have desire for that woman um, that's not something that is necessarily meant to be communicated through whatever that person's wearing a lot of times it does and I think that there's a lot of different people, men or women, women who enjoy having that sort of attention on them, especially in how they look. Maybe a guy goes to the gym pretty frequently, and so he doesn't mind getting compliments on his physique. I mean, if he's putting in the work, that's how I was when I was younger. I didn't really care didn't do it for the uh, compliments, but I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy them when they came. And of course, when you shop, you buy things, you know, they have things called muscle fit where they tend to be tight in the arm uh, and the sleeve, short sleeve, and uh, looks great, you know, get a nice tan going or don't based on whatever your skin reacts to and uh, show the puppies off. Um, so 
the other part of the mind is the designer uh, uh, it's the designer side which doesn't involve that desiring side or if it does it has to be extremely uh, intentional and so if you're a person who is a man and you are looking into this world and again I can tell you just from last night alone the inclination is to say oh (laughs) I think one of the comments made last night was oh you know it goes along the lines of like yeah I would spend a night with her I wouldn't spend a night with her I would spend a night with her so on and so forth um oh she looks like x y or z um so that's something to reckon with as a man uh or at least become aware of and um you would also want to remember that people that are involved in this entire industry in this entire art form they may that may not be even something that's on their radar maybe they're not a male a man maybe they're not a heterosexual man maybe they just don't find a, a certain person appealing and so in their mind they're probably like let's just focus on the clothes and also again i don't think that fashion requires women to always be as um, desirable looking as possible but as a man of course i've been you know jokingly this is uh you know one of my my uh so so many truisms you know is hey i've been a man my whole life which just extended i just renewed my lease um a few days ago so starting a brand new year as a as, as an adult man and um i was also a teenager at one point a child at one point and uh, I know men because I have been one my whole life and uh, I know plenty of men spent quite a lot of time around men and uh, it's true everything that you might imagine that is how they talk and uh, those are the types of things that they say so yeah I guess it's just uh, in our nature because uh, I think It'd be hard to find someone who would be able to say with a straight face uh, that they weren't a, uh, they didn't enact that, which of course is natural. But I only bring it up because if you are looking into this world, as I like to call it, the fashion world, that even if that side of yourself is present, it's, you're definitely not going to be as effective as you can be if you're letting that aspect of yourself run whatever it is that you're doing I guess it's that quintessential male gaze you know that they taught it uh taught me and people in my class about in high school I don't know if they teach it now probably not so you know that's not to withdraw anything from people who consider themselves as a as attracted to women but um from my experience uh women when they uh, express themselves through their fashion it's not to be 
um, the most desirable looking as as possible at all times. Um, there's practical aspects of it, and you know, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a human being, it's a person, and um, so. But again, I uh, definitely know that it feels good to especially know that you look good and, and to hear it from other people, to hear that echoed from other people, you know. Um, everyone from both sides, I think, gets uh, fulfill not fulfillment, but um, sure, let's go with fulfillment. They get fulfilled out of it. Which, again, I would think is there's got to be some basis in biology, you know, to crave um, validation from other people. No, maybe that's just me. I got to call my therapist right now. Little joke, just a little joke. All right, moving right along. You know, you are a nasty woman, you know that. All right, so let's go ahead and get into, so, real quick, hey, hey, yo, Trey, we're going to show you how advanced this broadcast has become. Drop the sound clip. Quick fashion question. Gotta have that wood squeak at the end. Quick fashion question. More like a quick Quick note. Gotta stop being a one-man show over here. Uh, folks, I need help. This is a desperate cry for help. So that sound clip is in the article. Or that in the arsenal, rather. So this is episode three, Baby Cakes. And so it's new. We're laying uh, the foundation here. And it's a, um, you know... You can, it's like the house, the parable of the house that was built on sand um, or something. I don't know. I um, was forced into Catholic school. Now that I was forced. Um, and so we're building our house not on sand but on rock. Or you know how some people, like when uh, I was in college, professors, some professor would say, Quick nuts and bolts. Let's do, let's do some quick nuts and bolts. Um, we got a paper that's due this coming Friday. Don't forget. And um, yeah, my uh, sister-in-law is having a baby, so I'm gonna be out. So here's uh, this is my version of that. So what I want to do when it comes to looking at the trends is first off that these are not supposed to be prescriptive. They're definitely not prescriptive for me, mostly because when I pick up a fashion magazine, it's geared at women. So if it's telling me, hey, make sure that you're pairing a big floppy beach hat with your one-piece black uh, swimsuit, you know, I know Adidas just uh, put out an ad showing that men were wearing one-piece bathing suits uh, if that's what you feel comfortable with at the beach, fair enough. Um, I know a lot of men that would not feel comfortable. And to me, I would not wear an Adidas one-piece bathing suit because 
I would feel like it would be too revealing. Um, and so I would probably just wear regular shorts, especially because they have that little net in them. If you're, if you've never worn swimming trunks, they have a little net. I don't, I don't know. Ask any man. They won't be able to tell you what that net is for. They'll only have guesses. So these are not prescriptive and they're also, um, they're in the publication, which is already out obviously for May. And so who knows how long a trend lasts. Also, these are just the facts on the ground, folks. All right. I'm a, I may be a gumshoe, but when I hit the beat, I'm out here just getting some scoops and I really sink my teeth into a story. You know, you got a lot of stuff going on. You got a lot of work to do. You got a lot of scrolling to do. You got other important things to spend money on. Uh, not subscriptions to fashion magazines primarily geared towards women. But so that's why I did that. I took that bullet. That's I took that bullet for the collective. So I don't need medals. Uh, I don't need plaudits. But I understand why someone would. <laughs> consider me uh for the plaudits specifically God, i hate that word plaudits or uh yeah just plaudits it's like if someone says well i still give them plaudits for trying uh it sounds kind of like kudos which is out of i think it's out of the popular milieu I don't think people say kudos anymore. They also don't say uh, that's da bomb. And they also don't say uh, for sure, for surely. And um, they also don't say um, amazeballs. Or what should be taken out of the public lexicon is stuff that comes from commercials. Like uh, when it hits Wednesday at the office and people are like, huh? Day. I was like, yeah, but did you buy the insurance? That was an insurance commercial. And uh, that's why I eat lunch alone. <laughs> Just kidding. Little joke. Little joke. But really, that's uh, isn't that interesting how they're like, hey, hey, hey. I know you need insurance now. Remember those last, we had some good times, didn't we? We had good times. And now it's a cultural uh, foundation, uh, part of the cultural foundation is hump day. You can't go a day, I'm sure, in America without someone in some office building saying uh, hump day in reference to that. Or like a Geico caveman. All right. So I've subscribed to three fashion magazines geared towards women. That's three points on my man's card. So let's start off with the first one. It's Harper's Bazaar. And uh, here's what they are forecasting. Now, again, this is not a prescription. This is not to say, hey, this is what you have to do. Otherwise, you are, your fashion is uh, diminished. Not at all. Not at all. And also, a lot of times, I think, let's uh, let's be real. You know, I think there's a lot of money you know, changing hands, a little hand in glove, you know, cronyism. At the very least, 
and who knows, could be wrong, just taking a guess. But a lot of times what you'll see are articles that will say, hey, you know, these are the best springtime tops for to beat to beat the heat. And then they'll have very large name brands that they'll show. And one thing I've noticed is that the articles don't have any writing in them. It's not like someone wrote an article. Instead, it's more like a, a photo gallery. Um, and it'll it'll have like, oh, this one is a top by Guess, Marciano by Guess. And then this one is a Polo Ralph Lauren. And then this one is a Gucci top. So very interesting. Seems more like a, uh, a grouping of sponsors that are listed around a specific theme. So who knows if these are things that are actually trending. So my job here, folks, is to bring you the news from deep inside across enemy lines to the front line. So Harper's Bazaar, we got knit polos, which I don't like. Um, they are the they have the vertical cables uh, knitting uh, that runs down them. If that's your thing, then don't change a thing. You're already dressed well for the season, says Harper's. The next one is multi floral skirts, which I think is cool. Now, I wouldn't wear a skirt. If you wear a skirt, good on you. And uh, by the way. They were pretty long skirts, which I thought was kind of interesting. One, because where I live, it gets pretty hot. And uh, two, that um, it kind of reminded me of like Puritan women that wore the very long skirts. So maybe you put on like the the bonnet as well. And like you can get one of those triangles that you can ring. You can, you know, and be like, dinner's ready. Come and get it now while you're wearing your very long skirt and also one thing that I've learned is that you can pair floral with another floral pattern so that's a fashion hack if you didn't know that so men all all the uh, masculine men in uh, if you can hear my voice right now this is your license to pair florals with florals all right, next um, is something that I didn't know was in season because I never knew that it went out of season because of uh, where I live. Uh, I am, a, you know, there's a reason why I get uh, to put a sweet Latin-owned badge on uh, my meta pages. Uh, we're talking hoop earrings. Hoop earrings, uh, very big in... Uh, my local culture, and also happens to be in right in alignment with Harper's Bazaar and their summer trend report. Next is tennis chains, tennis diamond necklace chains, which I had only heard about previously in like Future songs. <laughs> Future the rapper, like gold diamond tennis chains. So uh, if you have a little bit of expendable, expendable income, definitely grab a few tennis chains. Um, but I only have a, only wear gold if I'm going to wear a luxury metal. 
So if diamonds are your thing, um, skip the skip the set in diamonds. You know, like don't buy a platinum necklace with just some diamonds in it. Like definitely go for the tennis chain, and um, that way you'll be able to check off one more item on the list of things that you can do that rappers are doing. All right. Black as focal for the beach, very subversive, very subversive. Who cooked this one up? Which fashion intern that got rejected for uh, Met Gala coverage cooked this one over at the mag, at the magazine? You know, they got people in the board meeting, and they were like, um, "Hey, you got you folks gonna hit deadline?" And the intern was probably like, uh, "Yeah, yeah." Um, He's like, well, what do you got for me? And he is like, um, well, he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they can't say tweed, even though that's a, I think that's on the list. Uh, they can't say that because it's too hot. So he's like, um, black, black at the beach. Um, yeah, you know, colorful for hot. That's, that's way out. You know, that's like 1983, but this is 2023. And uh, he got it past the boss. Um, so don't forget, sometimes uh, trend reporting and trend forecasting is just, is just lazy interns. Trying to meet deadlines. And hey, we've all been there. And if you haven't, uh, try it because it'll kick a little, it'll put a little wind in your sails when you work in media and have deadlines. That's uh, you. You'll know what living really feels like. You know, some people say that it's the voluntary adoption of responsibility that gives you meaning, but it's working in media where it's really high pressure. Just ask those people on the Kelly Clarkson show. And if you haven't read that story, uh, you're a better person than I am. Uh, next is a, ser- a series of. Um, this is a uh, swimwear series uh, featuring Chloe. And there's a, another collaborator on that called, I think it's pronounced Sears, S-E-R-E-S. Very, please watch out for that one. Set a an alarm on your phone to at least look into it while you're laying down before you go to sleep tonight. Definitely don't want to miss that one. And then finally, kitten heels. I feel like I'm a child again, you know. Do you remember kitten heels? You remember this? Or stacked heels? Yeah, it's all coming back to me, my childhood all over again, because I was aware back then. Moving over to Vogue, slingbacks. I think also slingbacks that can be floral and also have a kitten heel, which if you don't know what that is, it's a very small heel. Next is micro mini silhouettes. Micro mini silhouettes. And then button-ups as different layers. Now, where I live, it's really hot. And so layering is not really something that's an option. So, for example, I really like Haley Bieber as a source of inspiration when it comes to looking at color blocks or silhouettes or just any sort of way that a piece is cohesively put together. But one thing that she does that I've noticed is she wears like hoodies, long sleeves with short shorts. And then she'll wear like leather, patent leather boots or they're probably real leather boots black boots so where I live that is uh, a little harder to do 
especially when it gets humid, and especially if you were born with the uh, facial sweat gene. So button-ups, even an oversized button-up, this is also something I've seen Haley Bieber do, uh, get like a real nice big silhouette on top, and then very short shorts that go right below where the top of the where the top falls and then really interesting shoes I've seen her wear these really cool boot looking sneaker high tops so a lot of experimentation that you can do there L magazine says that there's a green essence uh, that green is becoming a very popular color um, I know that those Fendi clutch bags that are really architecturally very satisfying so even though I would never carry a clutch bag, and if I did, I wouldn't buy a Fendi one, mostly because of the price. Um, looking at it as a, from a design perspective, it's actually really impressive. And then if you look at it uh, as a whole, like some people use the phrase producer goggles, you know, you're watching like Fast and Furious, and you can like calculate the dollars that it probably took for them to do like certain takes. Of course, that's when it comes to movies. Now, moving to the next one, Tweed. Tweed is in. I confirmed with my hairdresser independently. She does not do the research. And independently, she and she's on uh, TikTok a lot, so she really knows what's going on. Polka dots. That's right, polka dots. Oversized accessories, which I think goes hand in hand with the novelty bag craze that has swept the fashion world oversized accessories um, hats and also bags from what i saw there's a it's a it's another one of these articles where there's no text there's no reporting it's just the the visual which are always really really visually appealing very aesthetic high energy fashion take from that what you will so coming up, what we want to do is uh, we want to cover eventually a uh, piece that I saw on, um, online that was uh, looking at the Cannes Film Festival looks. Definitely want to look at that. Mini skirts versus maxi skirts. You know, everyone's got a preference. And uh, so this is a discussion going on. And uh, we'll get into the... the uh, really get into the weeds with that. You know, I want to ask uh, uh, male members of my audience. Uh, <laughs> and by that, I mean like go to, go out into a public place, um, like maybe ambush people at a restaurant and uh, just, you know, real hard-hitting journalism stuff, um, but not of uh, public figures, of just people in my community. And just, hey, you know, really sorry to bother you guys, but can we get a statement, you know, mini skirts or maxi skirts for summer 2023? What do you think? Mini skirt? You're saying maxi. Oh, you're, okay. Sneakers. Um, man, full in-depth report on that. And um, don't buy sneakers from Shein or however you pronounce that website. Or do, but uh, just know that they're like a one-and-done because they're from China. And then also, the age of method dressing. Peak your interest at all? It should. 
like method acting um you know uh what's his name heath ledger you know he method acted for the uh joker role and i wonder for like other types of roles how deep people go into the method acting like if it's like a western or something and when they're getting like their makeup done you know do they stay in character or like an italian movie like goodfellas you know where they like um can you turn your cheek the other way so we can you know or they're like look this way look this way like they do when they get your hair cut like what, what do you mean hey what am i your dog i'm i'm at your beck and call you command me you're my puppeteer i'm your puppet that's how it is, huh? And they're like, uh, hey, Mr. Leota, can you come over here and uh, pick up your check? <laughs> it's got a lot of zeros on it. Hey, what, you think I do it just for the money? No, I do this for, the, for my family, for the culture, for my community. That's why I joined the mob. Which is, uh, there's no way, that's, that's no way to make a movie but it's, you know, it's method acting, you know, it's very, very, it's a serious aspect of the craft, you know, method acting. There's varying degrees of pretending to be someone and reading a, uh, a script that someone else wrote. And so method acting will get that effect across the best when you're in a talkie picture show. So... There you have it. Those are the. That's a rap, That was a rapid fire dump of what is on the horizon, what's hot, what's not, and what I encourage is if anything piqued your interest, uh, definitely go on to Pinterest and see what's going on. If it's got a little price tag thing, just ignore that. You know, who? I don't get on Pinterest to be sold bought and sold like some hoi polloi you know i'm just there for the inspiration so don't let it dictate what you do um instead this is something that ties into what's on the horizon but instead make informed well-informed decisions fashion decisions and so that doesn't necessarily dictate where you will or won't shop it's only going to dictate what you will buy and what you'll wear. And on a rare occasion, like myself this past weekend, what you'll have to do in order to alter it to make it exactly how you want or to meet a certain trend. So maybe you're not normal like me and that's something you would consider. It's a lot better than going to like a PacSun or a Tilly's and picking up a shirt that says Hurley on it or... Some other way of making yourself a walking advertisement for a company that doesn't represent you and that has meetings on how they can squeeze more profit margin out of you for wearing a shirt that says it's an endless cycle, you know. It's free advertising. You buy the shirt, give them Tilly's makes money, Hurley makes money, and then people see your shirt. 
and uh, that's uh, spreading the brand name out there. So if you're a walking billboard and uh, charge companies $0 to advertise, then this part is not for you. Or actually, it is for you. Uh, we're singling you out. And if you're content with wearing a shirt that says Hurley, um, I don't know, maybe it reminds you of like your dad or something. And something real sentimental like that, you know, it's like, well, my, my da wore Hurley and my da's da wore Hurley. And all the way back, all the way up me, me family tree, everyone in me, in me family wore Hurley. And that's why I carry on the tradition. That's why I wear Hurley. I shop at Tealy's. If uh, that's your situation, by all means, wear the Hurley. But I think eventually you'll find that you may be able to pick up some uh, ways of adjusting your lens. And when you can use that to look at people around you and especially images that are curated to be as visually appealing as possible to have an emphasis on the fashion design and the fashion choices and then one of the best resources which is pretty ubiquitous is celebrities that uh, maybe they dress themselves maybe they have a team of stylists maybe they have one stylist maybe they just have access to exclusive collections maybe it's just the money but a very good source of inspiration and also a very good place to, to draw your cues from. So you want to take these things and meld them all together. And so remember, having your outfit communicate that you don't care about fashion is still a fashion decision. So it's impossible to walk outside of your house without making a fashion decision. Make sure you make the right one and Vogue is not your end-all be-all L is not your end-all be-all and Harper's Bazaar is not your end-all be-all but it is interesting and uh, there's going to be more in-depth discussion coming out because I just found a new spigot of information and it's going to blow your bloody top. And also, we named a bunch of topics and like didn't touch on them at all. Plus, you know, they release these magazines once per month. So, um, plenty of time to, to touch back on those. So, it's episode three. You know, we're freestyling it. It's like that Unrivaled podcast. Um, it's, uh, they don't really get into their groove until like a few episodes in. Um, so it's like watching or listening to a bunch of different types of shows until they kind of like nail it. So we don't want to do that. We want the information to be good, the information to be well aggregated. And, um, so yeah, just stumbled upon a veritable treasure trove, um, and so we got the written stuff. You know, we have a means of putting visual stuff up. Um, but uh, we wanted to get the at least the spoken part out um, as a priority. 
and the visual stuff will come. That's like the cherry on top of the um, bananas. What is it? Banana split. Yeah, yeah. Bananas Foster. So got a new logo. Um, spent a lot of time on that original one. Um, still like it, but you know, going through that podcast catalog, I was like, man, there's a lot of faces on these catalogs and uh, thought about it because it doesn't always make sense to just look at what other people are doing and copy it, especially in advertising or marketing. If you want to be, for example, in a certain industry like fashion, for example, and you look at brands like Gucci, Prada, Louis Vuitton, it would it wouldn't make sense to copy exactly what they do in their sales copy or their marketing copy or even their um, their visual output mostly also because you might not have the budget for it but if you just start cranking out that sort of content without that without that same place that it's coming from their historical context their name recognition uh, anybody any any marketing book has debunked that that will work so you don't fake it till you make it unless it makes sense and um, saw a lot of faces on the catalog so got a new logo and uh, you know cats out of the bag um, had a couple friends over you know of the uh, opposite the opposite sex persuasion um, last night and uh, they saw everything you know they saw the uh, I can't I can't hide the person that I am anymore I am not only in but also of this fashion world and um, you know I it, it makes no sense for me not to live my my 100% authentic true experience and I you know owe that to the people around me um it's not for me you know to be my authentic lived experience so it benefits you because and one of them was pretty attractive uh, person I had only met once before so you know maybe I'll have my own um fairy tale ending in my white picket fence will you marry me if you can hear this and I won't say that person will you marry me won't say their name if you're listening I didn't get your number but I know your name I'm a data aggregator and cultural analyst. Please love me. So I'm a I'm an effective data aggregator, essentially just a big nerd. I'm a huge nerd, and uh, that's to your benefit. So all I can say is uh, zip up and stay tuned.
And if I had a sweet outro, like a uh, cool radio host or like a uh, YouTuber or something, I don't know what I would say, probably like... Yeah, I got nothing. Quick fashion question. Hey, you know, maybe this will be like what people say about like talkie picture series where they're like, yeah, it uh, drops off on like episode three, but uh, it really picks back up. And, uh, you know, all the storylines are, uh, you know, they're all tied back together and the character really develops. Uh, but that doesn't happen until around like episode three. So uh, this is considered this my episode three and again thank you for listening and remember today is the first day of the rest of your life my best years are behind me <laughs>